Partners of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, number one best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, and number and a Ramsey personality is my co-host today. We'll be answering your questions about your life and your money. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Ryan is starting off this hour in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thanks, Dave. It's an honor to speak with you and John. You too. What's up? I am wondering for my wife and I if now is a great time or is the right decision to take out a home equity loan to no. finish our basement <laughs> and make substantial renovations to our house. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a uh, uh, you know we're we, we're not in the home equity loan business around here. We're in the get out of debt business. So, um, yes, what makes you think that we would tell you to go into debt to do this? Um, well, I normally wouldn't, but looking at uh, the website and reading some of uh, the information on your website, it obviously doesn't advise home equity loans. Um, right. It does say, however, that if there was a time to do it, it would be to make renovations, substantial renovations to your home. I hope that's not on my uh, website. On this website? If it is, I yes, need to know where it is so I can punch somebody <laughs> in the content team and have that taken <laughs> off. No, that shouldn't be on. I think you were reading Motley Fool. No, I, I promise. I, I searched a Ramsey home equity loan. It took me to Ramsey, RamseySolutions.com. It had a whole write-up on home equity loans, and it talked about um, all, all the right, negatives. James, you can go ahead and pull like that now time. so that we can get that pulled. I'm sorry. <laughs> Apparently, there's someone inside this building that doesn't understand what we do. We'll have to work on that. That happens sometimes. <laughs> we hire new people, and they have to be trained. I'm sorry. You got bad information. No, we don't tell you to take out a home equity loan, ever. Wow. Never done that one time in 30 years. So, um, yeah, sorry for the mistake. I, that's awful that we misled you that way. Um, now, yeah. let's go back and try to figure out your problem, though, and solve it rather than just slapping around the issue. Um, how much home – what does it cost to do the basement, and what's it cost to do the other revenue, the other renovation, two different numbers, and what do you guys make a year, three different numbers? Uh, we – uh, it's kind of kind of tough. I live in a commission based, and I'm in a company that I haven't worked a full year. But roughly, take home pay is around uh, 125 thousand. Okay. Um, the renovations again, rough rough guess on you know just average square square footage cost per square foot for the basement, probably somewhere in the uh, 25 to 40 thousand dollar range, depending on on what we'd want to do, um, and then just some other renovations. Um, Probably in the neck of somewhere of 45, 45, 50,000. In addition to the 25 and 40 in the basement? No, 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 no. Sorry. Oh, total, so a total, total package. Somewhere in the 45. Total package, $45,000 top side. Uh, of that, uh, 10 or 15 upstairs and 30 downstairs. Yep. yep. Okay. All right. Uh, well, let's just break this project up into uh, slices that we can eat, that we can chew. And save up the uh, fifteen thousand and do the upstairs, and then save up the thirty thousand and do the downstairs. Do you have any money? Yeah, yeah, we do. It, it was just more, just again looking at the website. Do you have any money? How much money do you have? Um, 
Um, well, we, we're still in the process, and it wasn't necessarily like a, a do immediately right now. Um, we have a little bit of, of debt that we're cleaning up. We're working the snowball. It was more just like in the next few months, would this be something that we'd think about doing? Um, no, you uh, So, no, we don't have it. We don't have um, very much money because we are working the debt snowball. Okay. How much money do you have? Um, yeah, right around the, you know, that thousand dollar, thousand dollar emergency fund. And then we're we're cash rolling pretty much everything else to the debt. Okay. And how much debt have you got? Um, we have just a little over $10,000 in student loan debt. Good. Um, and then, uh, we have about, uh, a little less than $20,000 on, uh, just personal, personal loan. Oh, so you got $30,000 left to go and you're acting like that's going to happen in 30 seconds. So saving 30000 to do the basement shouldn't take long either. Yeah. After you're out of debt. So, yeah. I, again, I apologize for our, our website having bad stuff on. Did you find it? I did. It just says, here's what you can use a HELOC for if you get one. It's saying this is what common uses are. It doesn't recommend it. It okay. says it's debt right after that, and then it says why you shouldn't. Okay. So it says on there not to do it, but it just says some people do this, but we are, we say don't do it. Okay. So I guess it wasn't our, our content people that get punched. You misinterpreted the article. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I feel better. Yeah. I, I was all worried. Because I mean, you got a thousand people in the building. Sometimes somebody goofs up, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's almost like I, I he read into that email what he wanted. I mean, into that blog what he wanted. Yeah, he to wants say. to do this basement, and yeah. I got a feeling he's going to do it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why it sounded. Um, but here, here's the thing. The answer to the question, you need to always set um, set the bar out into the future somewhere. Like, and okay, here's the bar. I, I want to be wealthy. I want to be, be a Baby Steps millionaire so that I can be outrageously generous and change my family tree. Okay? Then once you say that, then you say, what is the shortest, fastest, most probable way for me to get there? The, the highest probability in the shortest time for me to get there. It's not borrowing on a HELOC to do your basement. Right. It's uh, paying cash to do your basement. And then you don't have the basement uh, following you to work every day, so to speak. And so, no. Uh, and, and you've got, you know, the, the same information that convinced you to get out of debt should have convinced you to never make this phone call because you should have been saying, I don't ever want to go back in debt. So something's broken here. Right. And I understand. I just did this at my house, Dave. My back, <laughs> my back patio, if you will. It's a, it's a deck. It was old. It fell off. I mean, it was falling off the house. And so I That's had kind of trashy. It, it was. I had to have somebody come out and look at it. And I said, "Hey, um, there was an issue with the with the way they did the post on my front. I have a long, long front porch that goes across the whole front of the house. Give me a, a price on that too while you're out here." And they they looked at it all. Gave me a great price, great deal. I had the cash to do the one on the back mm-hmm. and he's like man i can cut you a deal i said i know it's great let's do the one on the back and i didn't like it and that's what we had to do that's what that's the cash we had right and we got a great back deck and now i've got a plan for if we're going to move on to do the front one yeah fix right? the fix the front porch eventually. and yeah. here's what's funny now that i broke it up it's gonna be several years because it falls back on the priority list but had i been doing this with a loan i just wouldn't let's go ahead and just do it all right oh, yeah. i would have spent money i don't have for a project that isn't uh, a do or die project right now 100% of the time, whether you're buying a shirt, a car, a deck, a house, spending borrowed money activates a different place in your brain emotionally than spending your own money. Some people call it real money. 
like when you're spending real money, money versus other people's borrowed money, then you you just you make different decisions, and uh, it causes you to process these whole pro- these whole things differently. Who you hire as a contractor is even different. This is the Ramsey Show. It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Guys, we appreciate you listening to the show. Obviously, this is a service to you folks across America by YouTube, by podcast, by talk radio, and we are honored to do just that. If you want to help us out, we would appreciate it. You can do three things if you want to help us out. It doesn't cost you a dime. Number one, you can subscribe to the show if you're a YouTube viewer or a podcast listener. Just put it on your subscription. It affects the algorithms and causes people to find us more often. Thank you for that. You can leave a five-star review. And uh, remember my mother's saying, if uh, you have anything nice to say, don't say nothing at all. (laughs) And nothing at all is okay, but five stars are better. Thank you. And, uh, hey, you can also share it with your friends. Tell them where you listen on talk radio or just hit the share button and share the YouTube link or the podcast link. And we really, really, really appreciate that. Todd is with us in Houston, Texas. Hi, Todd. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Better than we deserve. Merry Christmas. How can we help? Um, my wife and I, we, uh, stumbled across your, uh, baby steps and we're on baby step one. And yesterday I discovered that I have a thrift savings account that I have forgotten about for over 10 years and I'm not sure what to do with it. If we withdraw it and throw it towards the baby step one and two or leave it there. How old is, how old are you? I'm 37. Okay. How much is in the account? Uh, a little over $3,200. Okay. Well, here's what's going to happen mathematically. If you pull it out, uh, do you still work for the government? No, I was in the army for nine years. Okay. Uh, and I've been out for, uh, 10. Thank you for your service. Okay. So the proper thing to do is to roll it to an IRA because otherwise you're going to get a 10% penalty plus your tax rate. So you're going to pay 30 or 40% of this money out to the government to get it out. So it's kind of like borrowing money 
I could borrow 3200 at 30% interest, Dave, would that then pay off my debt? Would that be a good idea? Answer is no, right? So uh, in a sense, that's what you're doing. It's not a lot of money because it's not a lot of money. So it's really not that big a deal. But conceptually, I hate giving the government 30% of the money to get my money out. So instead, I would just roll it to an IRA with a good uh, SmartVestor Pro. Just click SmartVestor Pro at, uh, at RamseySolutions.com, and they'll help you get that rollover done. Um, again, it's probably a 1000 bucks. It's going to cost you, and you'll get 2000 So it's not like it's 200000 that we're turning – or 300000 we're turning into 200000 That would be – an ouchy moment for sure but it is you know it is it, it is improper technique and so i'm going to be a legalist and even though it's a small amount just stick with it scott's in allentown pennsylvania hey scott what's up how you doing sir better than we deserve how can john and i help uh calling about a uh, a lovely mental and heart tug of war on putting myself and my wife and our future first to wipe out my mistakes of debt versus helping my parents who should be in near retirement, but have basically not set a great example and they don't have their act together at all. <laughs> uh, so it's been a struggle for me because I, my wife had no debt coming into our marriage three years ago. I do. And it's my responsibility listening to you to get it all taken care of. And then my, my dad's business failed and they didn't ask for help. But then I said, hey, let me at least pay your rent this month while you go find work. You need to you know, keep a roof over your head, Dad, because that's what you taught me my whole life. And now that I'm rolling into 2023, it's like, hey, you know, I, I did a good thing. I need to go back to focusing on me. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where I'm mentally and emotionally at right now. Are they still coming to you for money, or you still feel like you need to feed them? No, they, they didn't even want that. They said, no, we'll figure it out. We don't want to be a burden. I'm like, uh, you already are. <laughs> so uh, that, that was my choice volunteering, and I talked it over with my wife. She said, fine, if that's what you want to do for your Christmas gift, for, uh, you know, because we're married, she's like, fine, you can give them a month's rent, take care of it. I made them give me their landlord, so I paid them directly, and that was just me because I, I was losing my mind, and I just didn't want them, my parents on the street. My younger brother and I have agreed, like, well, we told them this over the past three years that the business was going to fail, and they didn't listen, so they put themselves here. So there's, there's that tug of war of, like, here's the, here's, the, here's the deal, Scott. There is no tug of war. The okay. greatest gift you can give your parents long-term is for you to take care of yourself now. Okay. And if you continue to fight your wife, and her, if you've been, how long have you been married? Three years, you said? Yeah, or late bloomer. I'm not 45, so that, I, that's I all right. That's all right. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, from a guy who's been married two decades, if that's what you want to do, is um, spouse speak for stupid? Wow, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> if, all right. So, <laughs> and if, worse than that, she said, "Oh, we'll make that your Christmas gift just to uh, just to highlight exactly. the fact that I don't agree with." So it. you have played your. I wouldn't do that if I were you card three years in congratulations you spent it earlier than most of us do but you'd have the greatest <laughs> gift you could give your parents long term is to is to be financially stable on your own and you're not and that, you're probably not even close like I've been religious I just I shut down all podcasts the past three weeks and just have been catching up as much as possible because I used to listen to a year or two ago and then I stopped and now I'm, I'm like it literally flipped the, the flipping switch in my brain and I told my wife this I said I've not been a good husband 
this, I shouldn't even have debt right now. I was like, I should have had this paid off a year ago. This is ridiculous because she came from a family with intelligence of money. She has no debt. Hey, and, uh, hey, listen, listen, listen. That's yeah. in your past. Who cares? Yeah. You're here right now. What are you going to do tomorrow? Listening to a bunch of podcasts is a waste of your time if you're not acting. And you listen to a oh, bunch yeah, of podcasts and got all fired up, and then you sent your Christmas money to your parents. Yeah. Well, also, I also paid off a line of credit last month and just paid off half the credit card this month Good. because I'm a very successful salesperson. Good. So, Get after uh, it. Get so after she sees it. the action. Get yeah. after it. Get after it. Get after it. Get yourself out of debt. Get yourself an emergency fund. Get yourself on the road to financial freedom yourself. And then if your parents come to you and say, hey, can you support us? And you sit down with your wife and y'all come up with... Um, here's what our boundaries are and here's what we're able to do so that we don't end up in the same situation. That's a whole, that's, that's a next year, year after that, year after that challenge right now. Right now, you got to get yourself s- stable. I love this. Now, how do you get the wife to, my, my wife to, because again, she doesn't have my mistakes. So her point is, well, and I get, I was like, hey, we're in this together. Like, I'm no, no joke. She's got a, a good amount of money. And she's like, well, that was mine before the marriage, blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm, I'm fine with that. No, 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 no. Then y'all don't have a marriage. Y'all have a business partnership. That's what it feels like. <laughs> but I don't want to bring it up. I'm like, uh, am, I, am I being a jerk saying that? Like, I'm just trying to approach that in a teamwork responsibility thing. And I'm like, Dave, I was like, if we just tap that one savings account, my mistakes are gone, and then I can just pay you back, pay us back. No, no, and no, no. There's, there's no, no paying back. There's right. no paying back. So well, the, the old... Book of Common Prayer said, unto thee, you know, for richer for poorer in sickness and health, unto thee all my worldly goods I pledge. That was the old marriage vows. We quit doing those type of things uh, a generation or so ago or two generations ago, and that was a mistake because the proper mm-hmm. way to have a high-quality marriage is to share your entire life. Right. There's no holdback. And so – you're not going to sort of help her if she gets cancer. Right. You're not, you know, and well, you used to smoke, so you're just going to have to deal with that cancer thing on your own. Mm. And you're not going to do that. You're going to go, well, I mean, I'm lady I married used to smoke, and now she's got cancer, and I'm going to take care of her. Richer for poorer yeah. in sickness and in health, unto thee all my worldly goods I pledge. And so it's not the money. And it's not paying penance for the past. It's an indication of where the future's going, that we're combining our incomes, we're combining our assets, and we're going to make decisions together from this point forward. Um, and we're going to take into consideration that she was has a natural skill or a family skill on money that's above yours, and you've got some catching up to do on that skill. But you need to be sitting down and doing that. If you can't do that, you guys need to sit down with a good marriage counselor because you currently are operating like roommates relationally. This is The Ramsey Show.
Thanks for joining us, America. This is the Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. All right, let's go to the psychologist, Dr. Deloney, before we do our next little thing here. I want to revisit the last call uh, because it is a common thing out there for second marriages and late marriages have more trouble combining their finances than two 22-year-olds that get married. Because, number one, two 22-year-olds get married, you usually don't have anything to combine. But uh, but the other thing is they're just not – there's no old dog trying to teach new tricks here. If you were burned in a marriage before, it makes it hard to trust again. And um, and if you um, – you know, if you've lived independent and been responsible and saved up some money, and then you marry someone who has not been independent and has not been responsible and has not saved up any money and is in debt – I can see how you would resent that idea, but the thing I don't get, I can't get my head around is how that doesn't go with the marriage package. Like you didn't know you were signing up for this. It's all, you see it in late later marriages where yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's almost a, a compromise. Like I, I just want to spend time with you. I like you. You're hilarious. You bring joy to my life. I want to spend time with you. I'm not going to do business with you. Right. And I've got friends, like some of my closest friends in the world. I love them. I'd go to war with them. I ain't hiring them. Right. It's, it's kind of like that. The, when he talked the whole time, I kept thinking, oh, she doesn't trust you. And whether she might love you, she may, but she does not trust how you do business or handle money. Not, not in, a, in an integrity way, but she doesn't trust his uh, fin- make financial, emotional maturity. That's right. That's right. And giving money to the parents who were also irresponsible. Correct. Um, added to her suspicions out of guilt and all that. well i mean she's like this guy's not trustworthy that's he's right. he does stupid butt stuff <laughs> yes you know and that's what's running through her head right. but there there's a thing here that has to happen um uh, in, in order to have the highest probability of uh, becoming very wealthy you've got to work together and combine right all the data tells us that in order to have a high-quality marriage, you cannot operate two separate balance sheets. Right. It just does not lend us. Where your treasure is, your heart is also. And when you combine your finances, you're essentially combining your life. You're combining yes. your future. You're combining your dreams. You're combining your fears. And not doing that is sort of like, uh, you know, I, I'm going to just walk around an ankle deep in the pool of marriage. I'm not going to get in the deep water. It's just like going up to bat, and you're only putting one hand on the baseball bat when you try to swing it with one arm. It's just not you're just not going to be effective. That's a good one, right? You're not going to be effective. Um, and I think in this kind of in this situation, it's a both end. He needs to admit, yes, the way I've done it doesn't work. So we're going to follow a, a, a unified plan, and I will commit to it. And he said, "I'm a great salesman." He, he, he is. He's one of those. He sells himself. He's got, yeah, that's well, right. A great salesman. I'm a great salesman. And one of the things I suffered with, most of us that are great salesmen suffer with this, we think we can out earn our stupidity. Uh, and we're just going to make some more money because making money is easy. Yeah. Or, but, uh, but, but, but it's another scheme, another yeah, idea, oh, another but, thing. But, uh, you know, it's, it's the way to fix this is I'll just make more money. Hmm. And it's because and, I can always go do that. And, um, you know, I still have to watch myself on that after even teaching this for 30 years. <laughs> Yeah, I can, so, I can just fix this. I'll just go make some more money because I've always been able to make money. But, you know, until, up until I was 28 years old, I couldn't keep it at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I can get it. It's like uh, you had a hole in your live well, man. You could catch a lot of fish. They just 
they just went right out the back of the boat. Yeah, and we're shocked that when we open the thing up, there's nothing in there. <laughs> we caught a bunch of fish. Where did they go? Where did they go? Yeah, it's like the whole thing just emptying out. So, yeah, I think, uh, but it's the, the note is to those of you that are married late, especially, or second marriages, especially, or are considering that, you need to make this part of the deal. Not because Ramsey said so, but because it's best for your relationship and it increases your probability of wealth building. You're going to have a higher quality situation all the way around when the dude in this case becomes trustworthy, mm-hmm. worthy of trust, because his actions are honorable and responsible and mature. And she quits treating him like a penchant little kid who is messed up. And I'm going to withhold uh, my checkbook right. from this marriage. Right. And that's going to require both people usually to learn a new skill, which is how to have a hard conversation. Yeah. How to tell each other. I don't know how to do this. I'm not comfortable with you taking care of the money. Like instead of going, if that's what you want to do and that's your Christmas present. Yeah, that that was very motherly. <laughs> yeah, not man. very. That wifey. was very like Aunt Susanie. Yeah, right? that, that like, was not wifey. That was motherly. Yeah, that was like you're an idiot little boy. Just go ahead. You're gonna make a mess. You spend all your mowing money on Mountain Dew. That's you feel free how to you want to do it. Yeah, that's that's what that was. I've heard that tone a time or two myself. So I literally hear that on a weekly basis. <laughs> at my house. And it's justified. It's justified every time. <laughs> All right. So these uh, conversation cards have kind of caught on. <laughs> yes. I got a memo today that now a million dollars worth of them have left this building. It's pretty wild. It's actually closer to a million two now of these things that you people have <laughs> bought out there. Y'all are desperate for a conversation somewhere in America. This is pretty amazing. These things are popular, John. Congratulations. Yeah. You have a hit. And let me tell you, the 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 money's cool it's a cool indicator as you say it's just a way to keep score but the people send me photos of their thanksgivings of their conversation the multi-generational conversations um the people out just having they always talk about chips and queso and nachos on my show people talk about they they have chips and queso margaritas and they got the cards splayed out on the table it's just cool seeing people get together and be humans together yeah questions for humans cards looks like a deck of cards and there's one question on there for each human and that's how it works so we've got some we're going to play right we're going to play this is a friends deck this is the brand new friends deck we've got a second edition here so dave what (laughs) this is incredible what are you ashamed to to admit that you let your pets do hmm i um i go on vacation with us i mean i don't yeah we take them to the we take them when they go with the dog it's a little shit so he goes with us but i guess that's kind of frou-frou i don't know but i mean they don't like he doesn't misbehave and we just think it's cute we're we're older than that <laughs> I, my, my first <laughs> what my, is your my hound dog hound dog that i loved with all my heart uh i told my my wife used to she used to she used to say that dog was in your bed long before i was but i used to let that dog that dog slept on my pit like oh yeah with her head on the pillow no that doesn't happen no we're not doing that not even the shih tzu yeah not even anymore i don't want the i don't want the dogs in my in my zip code anymore i'm too old for that crap yeah um grandbabies don't even sleep in the bed they they go (laughs) yes much less a dog what is something in our culture that's slowly being forgotten grit the ability to stick with something that's hard and not just abandon it at the first sign of adversity resilience i was going to say um forgiveness 
Mm. And I was been wondering like what is what it is. Why can't people say the words "I'm sorry" or "that was my fault"? And I think we've created a culture where it's one strike and you're out. And you could have had a strike ten years ago, twenty years ago. And if if you had are at fault for a thing, you're done forever. If there were cell phones when I was in college, oh gosh, I would be gone. <laughs> Dave, because there the would rule. be there would be pictures and that video. was that oh, was the rule be, like no cameras what is wrong it with would you be, yes it would no i mean it would oh no that's not good at all we had actual film can you imagine camera. being that guy at walgreens back in the day or eckerd's remember that store yeah. back in the day yeah whoa <laughs> look at that who, who would have thought yeah. what item have you held on to that's not worth much money but it's priceless to you uh tools old Ah. family tools that actually don't even you don't even use them anymore yeah but it's it's tools that like my grandpa would have used and that kind of stuff and they're actually they're not even the they're they're on the shelf in my office because they look cool and they're old and they mean something to me i I don't even keep them in the toolbox in the garage anymore that's incredible yeah that's fun Hey, Those check them great. out. Questions, Questions for, for humans. humans. We could have gone for a long time. Yeah, Go get them at RamseySolutions.com. Yeah, you can get them. They're only 10 bucks, so no purchase necessary. Jump in there. Oh, and uh, sign up for the free giveaway. That's what there's no purchase necessary for. There is a purchase necessary to get these <laughs> cards. But, yeah. This is the Ramsey Show. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and uh, the creator, uh, with a little help from his friends, on the Questions for Humans cards uh, on sale now at RamseySolutions.com. And a great uh, addition for the holidays. We were just uh, sampling them for you here a few moments ago, if you missed out. So it's a lot of fun. It's a good way to strike up something that doesn't have to do with politics or COVID. Uh, be nice to have a conversation that didn't include either one of those at the fam with the family ever again during the holidays or with any human ever, ever. the rest of my life. That would be great. <laughs> Except I do want to rem- remind you that back in no, yes, I see. There you go. All right, Anna is with us in Washington D.C. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you so much for taking my phone call. Sure. Um, and I am definitely going to buy several of those Question for Humans um, cards now, now that I'm here seeing for this. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. Um, I have, my question is, my husband and I, we have two houses. One is our primary house, and the second one is our old house that we rented out for two years now. And, and my question for you is, should we keep our rental house as an investment, or should we sell it and basically pay off our primary residence we have 50 percent equity on both houses both mortgages have three percent interest rates we have no other debt we have a six-month emergency fully funded kids college and 401k is funded to the max so what should we do wow. should we keep it as investments or should we sell it and just pay off basically 90 percent of our debt yeah you're neither one of these answers falls in the dumb column okay 
So it's just okay. a matter of, of uh, good or, or better and best or something like that. Um, yep. So one thing that does enter into this, I think you're probably still in the window to sell the former residence and qualify for a half a million dollars of gain tax-free. If you wait another mm-hmm. year, you won't be able to because I think it's, right. I think you got two years to do that. Um, yeah can't be rented more than three of the last five years or something like that, uh, whatever the yeah. number is. So check your tax advisor to be sure. But that would enter into the equation for me because I can free up a half a million dollars if I do it now tax-free. Right. Uh, right. So that that's handy. If you wait a little while, it change, you know, then, it, then we've just got an investment property versus your residence. So uh, what yeah. I personally would do because I have enjoyed the peace of, that comes when I don't have a single payment in the world and I've enjoyed the ability to build wealth rapidly when I don't have any payments because of that I think it's a shortcut I've lived it I know it's a shortcut to sell it and pay off your house but if you work to pay both of them off in the next five years you're not dumb it's just a matter of better or best so mm-hmm. I think best is that when you take a gulp of air, it's going to go all the way to the bottom of your lungs when you don't have a house payment. Okay. That make any sense? Yeah, it does. That's why I'm asking you because um, my husband and I were trying to figure that out because, you know, if we sell it now, then we don't have to deal with the taxes, but mm-hmm. if we keep it, then we have to keep it for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're going to be, you're going to be landlords forever. And, I mean, you've already had tenants in your old house. That's an emotional event. Oh, well, they just move, and that's why I'm calling you, because now we have an opportunity. No, I'm just saying, when other people uh-huh. moving in where you used to sleep and oh, live and raise yeah. your kids and your dog is just weird. I've got <laughs> one, I got one of my old houses we used to live in that we rent, and it's still... Uh, and there's another house uh, uh, two blocks over that's almost identical that we rent, that we own. And I don't feel any emotion about it. And I still, if the guy doesn't park his car right on the one I used to live in, it pisses me off still. I mean, it's just weird, you know? It's kind of a, it's kind of awkward. Does that make any sense? It does. Um, but I love going back to my old neighborhood and seeing my old neighbors. Yeah, well, you so can do that I, without a house. Yeah, that's true. And, and, All right. And take a casserole. Everyone who calls into the show that is not everyone, most people who call in the show who are landlord folks um, are. And Dave, tell me if I'm wrong here, but they're when they are into the real estate game and they want to be landlords, they're all in. I rarely hear somebody that's like, I don't know. Um, it's too hard to screw with if you're halfway in. It, it sounds like she doesn't want to be a landlord. She just yeah. doesn't want to sell that old house. No, she doesn't want to do something dumb, though. And, and, it, and you know, your, her friends are going, oh, you always want investment real estate. Everybody That's knows it. you want yeah. investment real estate because everybody is foolish, but everybody knows nothing. <laughs> that's what everybody knows. But, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, that's what you hear is street knowledge. Just people, you know, your beautician has an opinion while she's cutting your hair. You know, it's everywhere, you know. And so it doesn't happen to me, but <laughs> – but, uh, but, I mean, you know, the guy changing your oil has got investment advice these days. It's so they saw something on TikTok, so they're a dadgum expert, you know, and that's – they're everywhere. That's the, that's the thing you have. And about real estate, you know, you always are taught to buy real estate. You're never taught to sell it. 
buy always buy investment real estate always buy a house always buy and nobody talks about selling real estate and there's certain there's some times it's really good time to sell some real estate yeah really really good time jake is with us jake's in orlando florida hi jake what's up hey good afternoon thanks for taking my call sure How um, can we help? i had a, had a game had a game plan i wanted to run by uh, i know i can count on you to tell me if it's a stupid but idea or not um <laughs> So I love you, and I'll I've tell you the 50, truth. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, got fifty thousand in consumer debt. Um, I've been putting back this last year for retirement. Um, I've got about fifty thousand in retirement accounts. Uh, I've got two twenty in student loans, and I have a house um, that I could sell for five, roughly five, and I owe two eighty on. That's your personal so, residence. Yes, sir. You a doctor or a lawyer? So, uh, I'm anesthesia. Good. So a pharmacist. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. So you're making what quarter million? So, uh, I'm bases one ninety with uh, overtimes two sixty two seventy. Almost like I've done this before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. And what does she make? So I was. She stays at home with the kids. Okay. I've cool. got a five year old and a three year old. Okay. Um, What's your plan? So I'm thinking about. Taking the what's in their retirement accounts, wiping out the consumer debt, uh, and selling the house, and wiping out the student loans, uh, renting for a year, saving the twenty percent for the next house, and doing things right moving forward. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it's a quick hit reset button or suck it up and buckle down and focus. Yeah, I got you. Well, I appreciate your motivation. You're willing to do whatever it takes. That's pretty cool. Not many people are. Yes, sir. Um, but you don't hate your house, and neither does your wife. We love the house. Okay. Okay. So I almost never sell the house if I can avoid it as advice. Okay. It's uh, okay. If you can't afford it, we're going to get rid of it. If it's the only way to avoid bankruptcy, we're going to get rid of it. But in your case, you have this right. huge hole that you're in, and you have this fabulously large shovel. Right. So, uh, no, I'm going to, in order to keep the house, though, the family's going to commit to uh, a couple of three years of beans and rice and no vacations, no lifestyle. Right. We're not living like a rich doctor because we're not. We're a broke doctor. Right. So, no, and you never cash out your retirement to pay off debt unless it's to avoid bankruptcy or unless you have, okay. you know, $2 million and you're 68 years old and you don't have any penalties. We might do it then, but not now. We're not doing this with penalties. So, stop adding to retirement. Get on a beans and rice budget. The two of you commit to completely cleaning up all of your $270,000 worth of debt with your $250,000 income. So let's say we did 90 a year. That's three years. Yes, sir. And that's what I would do if I woke up in your shoes uh, because it sets okay. you free for the rest of your life then uh, to, to invest and with this fabulous income. And your income is not going to do anything but go up. You're not been out that long. And how old are your kids again? Uh, five and three. Perfect. So let me tell you on the back end of this what this looks like. Um, your two little kids are going to get to watch you um, struggle and make do, and y'all make dinner at home even when you're tired, and they're going to take some incredible lessons from this. They're going to change them forever. And so I would tell you, don't rob them of a three-year learning opportunity watching their dad and mom do really hard things so that to clean up a mess to clean up your mess they get get to watch this thing it's going to be great and you can always sell the house if you have to but you don't have to this is the Ramsey Show 
Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com show. 